Blog Talk Radio. Quarters. Security, condition three. Thank you. Security three, sir. General quarters three. Intruder alert. GQ three. Intruder alert. And that's a man that takes his job seriously. That's a good doormeg. Hi, good evening, and welcome once again to Madame Perry's salon. I am your host and cruise director, Madam Perry, but you can call me Jennifer Perry, and I am so happy you're here. First of all, let me say thanks again. I know I say it a lot, but I believe in thanking the people who help me. Thanks for uh, subscribing and listening and downloading. Uh, the numbers have been up so much, and it's because you've been so kind to listen to the podcast and tell your friends about it and share it. And also for the great guests that I've had on, too, I've been very fortunate. Um, you know, recently we had Paul Myers talking about his books, uh, Wizard of True Star, uh, which is about Todd Rundgren in the studio. In the studio, like XTC, and I think of Patty Smith, uh, the different folks in the band. Also... Um, Lots of bands that Todd has produced. And, of course, Todd is on tour, right? Uh, we're doing Utopia music. It's Todd Rundgren's Utopia. Also, anyway, and also his book uh, about bare naked ladies, public stunts and private uh, stories. And he so get Paul Meyer's book. You can go ahead and pre-order it. It's about the uh, Canadian comedy troupe. You probably remember their TV show, The Kids in the Hall. And... Go uh, ahead and get it now. Also, um, let's see, we have Blake Perkins on with his book, Hillbilly Hellraisers. Um, it's not what you think. You know, you think you know what people are like in a certain reason, and we all may be very wrong. Also, we had Johnson um, on. And Larry Johnson's a cool guy because he's Mr. Theater came down. Actually, he was a fan of the show when he was younger. And then and then he met Joel Hodgson. He helped them get a uh, fundraiser going for um, MST3, that movie or reboot. And they brought him to the table as a writer. What a cool thing. So... Yeah, he's lots of fun, Larry Johnson. So if you're in Atlanta, don't miss his Cineprov, too. And then coming up soon, we've got Jay Smith, who's a Spence writer. He has audio um, radio dramas on his But he's also been following a big and that publicized until a recent interview of a famous actress involved. Um, but the plot of this 
this uh, investigation is remarkably similar to Jay Smith's book, Resurrection Pact. So we're going to talk about that too. But tonight, I'm so excited to have back once again in Madame Perry's salon. Uh, this woman is fabulous, and she is so many fans, and I know why. She is the host of Chatting with Sherry podcast, very a long-running successful podcast it is, and uh, she's also an author and a playwright, and she writes across several genres, uh, time travel books. Uh, she has a play, actually a time travel play out right now called Joe Cronus, radio play, fabulous, and uh, she even has interactive children's books. I mean, this woman can do everything. She's also been an actress, a professional actress in Hollywood. So let me bring in my friend, playwright, author, podcast host, Sherry Rabinowitz. Sherry, welcome back. Hi, Jen. I'm happy to be back. I am thrilled to have you back. You always have so much excitement going on. I just keep thinking, if I could just do part of what you do, I would be successful. I'm just, uh, I'm here. Also, you're going to be giving away um, some things tonight. So if you're listening live, write this number down, 646-716-9922. And that's the number to call in and talk to Sherry Rabinowitz and me. And also you'll win prizes that way. Well, Sherry, I don't, I'm not sure where you want to begin, but you've recently had this play out, Joe Cronus, a time travel radio play, and would you like to talk about that? Oh, I love to talk about that. That is oh, the lead actor, Charlie Benson. He loves time travel stories, so he kind of inspired me to try my hand at writing a radio play. I mean, I wrote... Um, Fantasy Time, Inc., which is a time travel novel, but, you know, radio plays are quite different than a novel. <laughs> so, Yo, yeah. So I, I said, okay, let me see what I can do. And I, I kept sending him and a couple other people scenes. And I said, is this okay? Would this work? <laughs> <laughs> okay, and you they, had and they, That's good. Yeah, and they loved it. So um, we we put it together, and we worked really hard on it, and it's out, and people seem to like it. I've been getting good reviews, so I'm really jazzed about it, <laughs> and you liked it. <laughs> it. The mark of a pro is having everything just move so smoothly and fit, and yet we're still in every, in surprises in every corner. Someone's going, you know, you always surprise me in this play, and you are just fantastic. Now, the this is done under the Oscars format, Sherry's Playhouse, uh, but it's but people can get it, can listen to it on um, Blog Talk Radio, right? That's right. It's, it's on the same platform as Chatting with Sherry. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So any right. you can just click and listen to the archive. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. sorry. <laughs> oh, okay. No, 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 that's true. Why don't you tell me? You write the play. You This guy has got some interest in time travel, and he gets the spark in you to start writing a play about it, and, and you do. So let me ask you then. When the time that you come to uh, the idea, the concept, the plot, and the characters, um, how do you go about 
finding such a magnificent cat? Oh, well, it was pieced together slowly over the time period of Sherry's Playhouse. I mean, uh, some actors uh, were brought on by playwrights, I know. Some actors were um, came to me directly. Some actors were um, uh, recommended by friends because uh, we needed someone. And do you have anybody who fits this? And, and then... What happens is if they enjoy it, they stay on for the ride, and they they go from play to play to play. Uh, several people, um, Charlie, who played um, Joe, he's been in several plays. He played Sherlock Holmes. He was in Hamlet. He was in, um, oh, God, blanking out. Um, he's, he was in several of our plays. And um, Nick, who played the villain Terrence, He's been in several, too. Um, he's, he's very good. He was in Suicide Club, and he was also in my, our Sherlock Holmes and in Hamlet. Um, Ariel uh, is new. She played Lana, and she's never been on uh, – she was on one show before, which is Zoe's Promise, and she was recommended by the playwright and author who created Zoe's Promise. So, and then the lady who played Jane Austen is a rather well-known actress named Elizabeth Grayson. She's in Highlander, and uh, I interviewed her a few times, and she said, uh, I said, would you want to be in it? And she said, okay, and that was it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, and that's the thing that people don't know. How did you? Well, you asked. But then again, you also, you know, you ask. You have to ask or people can't say yes. But on the other hand, it's a little different for you because, you know, you already have an established um, uh, platform as an author and a playwright and as a podcast host. And that matters, too, because that gives you, you know, they know your cred. They know your a reputation too, so yeah, of course they want to be. But my gosh, that must be pretty. You gotta have times when you just feel like, wow, I guess I've got the cool people in my play that I wrote <laughs> and I'm producing. You got to have a little rush for that. I'm so incredibly proud of all of the artists who have been in Sherry's Playhouse from the beginning. Every single one are incredibly talented. Uh, wonderful people who, I mean, they don't get paid. This is just for the cred, as you say. And they uh, they donate hours of hard, hard work to it. And, um, and the playwrights, they don't get paid either. They donate their play. Um, and uh, some trust me to direct their babies, and others direct their own babies. Um, but it's um, it's a family. It is. It's a family. And um, one of actors, um, he said, his name is Ray. He played um, Rob in Joe Cronus, and he said, "It's a great gig." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. And uh, and and that's a good. That to me, that's a compliment from the actor. Mm-hmm. It's a big compliment. Oh yeah, it's a great thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And in in its hard work, it's even though um, it's all credit. There's no pay. We all work really hard. We put in a lot of hours. Um, 
Um, it, mm-hmm. It's not something that it, you know, I am, like I said, I'm very proud of everybody in it. It's it's not something that you just do, oh, like um, in a Judy Garland and Mickey Rooney movie, let's play in the bar. <laughs> yeah, my dad's got a bar. My mom can make the costumes. Oh, yeah, let's put on a show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work like that. And then everybody's amazing talented, and they do superb numbers, and everything sparkles. No, it doesn't happen like that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let me ask you that when you start to cast, do you, after you've written the play, and I like how in a lot of places on social media at, at, on the launch day, you said, you know, it's like my baby is being born, you know, mm-hmm. I have created this baby and here it is. So when you do the, do you have in mind certain people or a certain way that you think an actor or character should sound? You can't really do that for audio because I've actually heard these people play a lot of different characters. Well, most of them. The people who are new, I have not. But 90%, I've heard them play uh, different characters. But I know what their abilities are, and I trust them. Mm-hmm. So it's, it, it's harder for someone coming in that doesn't know. Um, that is a, Let's put it this way. I have authors who are doing their first play from their babies, which are their novels. And then I have playwrights who do plays all the time who are on stage, and this is their first audio play. So I have a mix of writers. And it's it's very difficult. You, you I audition every single person, even if I'm not directing. I make sure I hear every person who auditions. I work very closely with the director for the casting. Uh, it's their decision because it's their baby. The directors are always either me or the playwright. And so if it's them, it's their baby. They make that decision. I just work with them to make sure that they have who they want. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's Everything's collaborative. That's what theater is. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and it is. It's a different kind of, it's a it's a different kind of animal because, like you said, it does become a family. Mhm. And it's fun place. because. Let's, oh, I'm sorry. I was just gonna say it's fun because the artists are um, they get to play characters they never thought they get to play. Because when you're doing radio theater, mm-hmm. it's all in the voice, so you don't have to look like anything. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's true. You, so you create, but you, but they create an image, you know, in people's minds with their voice and the, and the way that they approach the part and their mm-hmm. delivery. Thank exactly. And let me stop. One six nine nine two two. Sherry and I have some things to give you, and um, Sherry. Posted this lots of places, but what are you giving away tonight? You tell them. Um, I wrote a memoir called "Entering My Second Half" about turning fifty and the big brick wall to me that it was, and looking over my life and trying to figure out what I did good and what I didn't. If you know, just it's a memoir, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's got a lot of little yeah. tidbits with famous people. 
um, and some strange events that happened in my life and things like that. And so it did very well as a, um ebook. So I decided to do an audio book. And that's what I'm giving away. I'm giving away five audio book copies of Entering My Second Half. All right. So I'm going to type this back up on Facebook right now uh, that you're going to. This is the audio book version. And what would you. You have. How many books have you written? Oh, God. One of them is not available right now because I'm rewriting it, Murder, Inc. Um, so if you just can't, well, I'll add it still because I did write it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've written five books. So I'm working on my sixth. Okay. Okay. So some more. And what is your favorite genre? But see, you write in you write fan fiction, and you write in. Uh, you have an interactive children's book. What is your favorite? To write or to read? I don't really have a favorite to write. I write whatever um, tickles my fancy. Um, to read, really, um, I love murder mysteries. Actually, um, that's my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also like fantasy, and I like um, I like classics. I mean. Uh, Harry Potter. Um, I, I like a lot of different kinds of stuff, but um, yeah, my my absolute favorite to read is a mystery. Ah, okay. Why is that? I don't know. You just like trolling up with something that's gonna. I like to fig- try to figure it out. I mean, it, I like to it. It's like being an actor, and I also studied archaeology. I like to see what makes people click. I don't. I like to see what's behind the surface. Um, I always. I, I, that's why I have so many interests, is because I like to figure out people, and people are so complex that you have to have different ways of looking at them in order to figure them out. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, you're right. I mean, you're, I always considered myself sort of an art. Are you a Are you a people watcher, Sherry? Oh yeah, yeah. I love doing that. Yeah. Sometimes I'll go to. Um, we have a place called Lake Murray where we ride our bikes, mm-hmm. and sometimes my brother and I will just sit there and watch the people come and go because it's so much fun. Or we go over to um, the Embarcadero where um, they have like um, the ships and their museums. And we sit outside the museum, and I love people watching tourists. It's so much fun. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I always call myself an an armchair sociologist until I went to college, and then I decided um, I learned a new word when I studied um, uh, research and and how to research and collect data. So then I decided I'm not an armchair sociologist. I'm an armchair ethnographer. It just sounds yeah. a little bit, you know, more professional. Yeah, yeah. You know, because I am just fascinated by things that people people do and um, different cultures and, and ways. And, um, you know, um, I like to read memoirs and I like to read biographies because people's real lives take such twists and turns that, you know, the best author would put out because their editor would go, oh, come on, nobody would believe that. That doesn't go. But as you know, in your 
autobiography, Entering My Second Half, you're telling stories, and I know little bits about your life. I know that you've met and worked with some very famous people, and you have some, on your podcast, Chatting with Sherry, you have some extremely popular people on. I mean, you you rate some A-list guests on there, so I would imagine your memoirs got stuff that make you go, oh, wait, i got to go back and read this again, so... Well, actually, <laughs> I, I, I only went up into a certain period. When I wrote my memoir, I didn't actually – I kind of, like, did a glancing nod to chatting with Sherry and Sherry's Playhouse and all that toward the end of the book. But really, it's things and people I met be, way before. Um, I People I met in college. And that sounds like, oh, big deal, people you met. I met amazing people when I was in college. Um I'll give you an example. I took this, uh, as I said, I studied archaeology and anthropology. Uh, anthropology is the mother uh, course system, and archaeology is one of the little headings under it. So I, I had to take anthropology courses because I wanted to be an archaeologist at that time. And I took a course called Peoples of India. And it was really fun. I mean, some of the people who came in were amazing. Um, uh, <laughs> the one guy taught about the Kama Sutra. I mean, it was like we were. I was like eighteen. I didn't even know what it was before the, <laughs> we got to that chapter in our book. I went, "Whoa!" <laughs> so, so it was really interesting. And then one day, one of the uh, our professor. Uh, was really well known in India. He had a lot of connections. Um, he knew he knew the prime minister, and he knew he knew knew everybody and there. So, one of his connections was a guy who is sort of the head of an entire religion, the Dalai Lama. And <gasps> no. Yeah, and he came to our class. Cool. Now, our Peoples of India class, it was really small because it was a senior class. There was only 10 people in it, okay? So he came to our class, and he and his brother, and it was just them. And the brother was supposed to translate, but we all understood. So it was more like he had a little talk with us, and then he and his brother, and we had a really great conversation afterwards, and... He actually stayed another 40 minutes later than he was supposed to, but then he had to go to fly to Washington for a dinner. And it was really fun. And at 18, I knew who he was, I knew what he was, but you don't really appreciate it until you're older. <laughs> mm-hmm. and I was like, now I look back and I'm like, oh, you're such an idiot. You should have at least had a, gotten a picture with the guy. There were no cell phones, but I could have uh, went down to the campus drugstore and got one of the throwaway cameras, and I could have gotten a picture, but I didn't even think of it. Um, (laughs) 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 But then years later... always I could have. (laughs) I know. It's like, how dumb are you? Um, Well, I was 18. I mean, I give myself a break. Um, (laughs) Well, we didn't all have we didn't all carry around cameras all the time, you know. That's it. Back I mean, the, we didn't have cell phones. <laughs> Mm-mm. I mean, not at all. Were, no, this is a whole different world. There were cell phones, but they were really expensive. They, um, 
uh, if you ever watched the show called Heart to Heart, they actually had a guy yeah. with a cell phone. And it had, it, they had the car phone, which was about the same size as a cell phone. It was huge. It was like a, a brick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and most of us couldn't afford that. <laughs> Mm-mm. And they didn't and have cameras I was working in on the cell phone. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. No, I was working the cell phone business uh, when they first came out back in the 80s, and yeah, there was some that they actually called them. The nickname was a brick. You know, you got a brick phone. <laughs> yeah, when I was, um, oh. when I I, I was, uh, I guess twenty five or something, my dad bought a, got us cell phones. And but when I went out for an evening, trying to stick that thing in an evening bag, <laughs> it was impossible. <laughs> oh my gosh, I didn't think about that. Yeah, yeah, that would be. Yeah, it'd be impossible. Like you'd need like a little wagon to carry it in, just about our backpack, but not in an evening purse. No. Oh, that's no, so funny. Like, my my mom, my mom had to get me one of her old purses that she used to use in the '60s. That was like one. Of, it's like um, they're really pretty, but they're like um, they're big. They it's like a fan in the front, and the regular body of the purse is like sort of like the size of mm-hmm. a shoe. <laughs> That's the purse I used. <laughs> That's funny. Oh my gosh. So yeah, it was different. So yeah, so that's what I'm saying. You know, you've met so many interesting people. The Dalai Lama. Who meets the Dalai Lama? You and Richard Gere. That's all I know. That knows just <laughs> met the Dalai Lama. So maybe Oprah too. I don't know. You, Richard Gere, and Oprah. I met Richard Gere. Richard Gere, Oprah, and Sherry Rabinowitz. Yeah. I actually so, met um, Richard Gere, Jen. I met oh, him. You did? I worked with him. <laughs> I should have known. <laughs> yeah. I I did a movie called Breathless, and I was an extra in in that. And then years later, I met him at a movie awards thing. But yeah, um, yeah, I met him. He's really he well. At the time I met him the first time, he was okay. But when I met him the second time, he was really nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I've got somebody that they, they don't have a phone and they can't call in, but uh, they're interested in winning a book. His name is David Hurley. He has the uh, – he just sent me a message, and he has the uh, – a literary magazine, easing called uh, Subtlety, and one called Bookalage that has mostly uh, re- book reviews in it and interviews. Oh, so yeah. David Hur- David Hurley, yeah, okay, David Hurley, you're the first winner, and uh, let's see, I'm gonna put, thank you as the first winner. I'll, uh, All I'll, right. I'll find a way to get in touch with you and send you your code so you can get the book. Yeah, yeah. I'll have his uh, email address so we can, or we can message it to him here. So, okay, great. We'll come on okay. 646-716-9922 if you want to talk to Sherry, win a prize. Heck, who knows what we might give away. I threatened to give away a corgi, but Sherry said no. No, so don't do anyway, that. I won't, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being a mean mommy. So anyway, um, tell me then, uh, so entering my second half, it's a great title for a memoir. 
And I'm telling you, folks, you might think, you know, the first half of somebody's life, Sherry, she's had just magnificent people, things that she's people that she's met, and some of the celebrities and authors that are on her podcast. Um, chatting with Sherry is very popular, and if you haven't been listening to it, you should. I think you'll be thrilled with who's on with the guest and the show and the hostess. <laughs> well, I'm not that. So, I'm okay, but I'm not really. I think people tune in for the guest. I do. I, I I I have some really amazing people. Um in fact, uh next Tuesday I'm going to have Chris Lemon back. Oh, sweet. Yeah. And uh and for people who don't know, who is Chris Lemon? Chris Lemon is an actor. He's been in a lot of movies and T V shows, but his dad was Jack Lemon, who is the icon of acting and spectacular. <gasps> Yeah, and Chris wrote a book called Twist of Lemon. It was all about his dad, about his passing and his relationship with him and stuff like that. And he took that and he's made it into a one-man show. And he's been in London with it and in New York and all over. And he's going to be here in um, San Diego at the Del Mar Film Festival with it. Um, he's also a musician. He plays the piano, he's, and he's really amazing. He's also one of the sweetest men, uh, just a nice, nice guy, just like his dad from what I understand. <laughs> <laughs> Do, uh, did, you, did you talk about, did you, what is your favorite Jack Lemmon movie? Did you tell him? Oh, God. Did you have one, um, or did you tell him? I have a lot of favorite movies, but... See, when I grew up, I um, one of my dad's best friends was an actor named uh, Johnny Seven. He he played uh, Reese in Ironside, but he was also in a movie called The Apartment. It was just on last mm-hmm, night, mm-hmm. and yes. he played with Shirley McLean's brother-in-law, the mm-hmm. one who punches Jack. Uh, <laughs> and um, so I told Chris about that on one of the interviews, and I said, well, what happened was, according to Johnny, is they practiced, it went beautifully, and then the adrenaline of the scene, uh, Jack walked into the punch instead of away, and he clipped him. And, um, but he was okay with it, and they kept it. And they kept, in fact, that's the scene, that's the shot you see. And Chris goes, that's my dad. He would have t- said, go with it. <laughs> 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 oh, that's cool. So, uh, yeah, I think one of my favorites is, um, and in fact, I've got it on a uh, DVD. I just listened, watched it again about a month ago. Good Neighbor Sam. Oh yeah, that was on just, just a couple wacky. of days ago too. Really? It was on TCM. Yeah. It's just such a, a a wacky, funny '60s movie. You know? Oh yeah, it's, uh, the '60s. <laughs> yes. And I absolutely loved it. So, uh, yeah. Oh, I also like. I um, just, it should. I I like it should happen to you with Judy Holiday. Have you ever seen that? <gasps> Judy Holiday. Yes, yes, yes. I have seen that one so many times. Yeah, I adore it. But Judy, uh, a holiday, and was it, is it Pat Lawford? And, and yeah, um, not um, Peter Lawford. Peter, Peter Lawford, Lawford. Peter Lawford. Yeah. And and Jack. 
And um, yeah. yeah, Jack's a photographer, and um, Judy plays an out of work actress, and Peter Lawford is a billionaire, of course. Um. <laughs> She's, what's it? Gladys? Gladys, Gladys. Cooper. Gla- it was a Cooper? No, Glubber. Glubber. Gladys Glubber. Yes. That's a weird name. <laughs> oh. What a cool name. You put up all the billboards. That was so funny. Well, Sherry, I am just so thrilled that with everything you do, you make time to come into the genie bottle that is Madame Perry's salon tonight. And I am just grateful that you're my friend and that you've got such work that you're sharing with the world. And you're my buddy. And... uh I think people should go, if you're listening, if you didn't call in and win a book, if you're listening to this later, uh, you didn't catch it live, you go to uh, Blog Talk Radio, and or you can just, uh, in fact, I'm sharing this on all my social media anyway, so if you follow anything I do with Madam Perry or Jennifer Perry, I'll put in the links to Joe Cronus, a time travel radio play, which is Sherry's most recent play. And as I said here, I think it may be your most popular yet. Um, and also people can find out more about your books and your podcast and just the magnificent work that you do. But... Um, Yes, I'll have links to everything that she, so you can find Sherry and find her work and be entertained. <laughs> and Sherry, what what will you, what parting message will you leave with my audience? Um, whatever you want to do, the best thing to do is to try to do it. Even if people tell you don't do it, try to do it. It it. It's hard, and you get rejected, but you know what? If you don't, you'll always regret it. Mm-hmm. I, I completely agree with that, and that kind of regret, I think, will just wither your soul. So we want to do that. So, folks, get to uh, follow. You'll see it on my social media, but find Sherry Rabinowitz chatting with Sherry, and that's S H E R R I. You can find her on Twitter at Read the Bard, and that's R I, which is the R I at the end of Sherry, R I T H E B A R D, at Read the Bard on Twitter, and uh, definitely. Joe Cronus, and that's K-R-O-N-U-S, Joe Cronus, a time travel radio play. I loved it. You loved it. I got a big cup of uh, hot cocoa and listened to it last weekend when it was raining, and it was just like a perfect entertainment. Um, and check out our books, too. And congratulations to David Hurley, who won a copy of Entering My Second Half, the audio book. And uh, you know what? I always say, Sherry... This is from my CD. This is titled after this song. It's called Everybody's Got to Swing, and that's what I think we ought to do. So thank you all so much. I love you. And everybody's got to swing. And be here next week for more fun. Thanks so much. Good night.